Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk to parents about establishing personal boundaries for both you and your teen. Let's listen in. Today we're going to talk about boundaries, personal boundaries for teens, but I suspect we're going to talk about boundaries for parents too, Absolutely. Mark. You know, boundaries become something very important. I, I live in Texas. I'm a Texan. I was born in Texas where fence lines go. That's where the boundary is. And Don't fence me in. That's right. And I tell you what, this is, I mean, it helps parents understand what a boundary is. A boundary is that fence line that, that runs and says, this is what is mine and this is what is yours. This is who I am, and this is who I'm not. I mean, it defines who we are. It's parameters that say this, who am I, and what I am, and what I am not. And so when we talk to parents about that, it becomes really important, because parents have got to be the ones that are setting boundaries, so that their kids will know how to set boundaries, because there's not a parent out there that doesn't want a child to not set boundaries in their life. And it's not parents setting boundaries just for their teens, it's setting boundaries for ourselves. That's right. We set them for ourselves so that we mentor to our kids that you need to set some boundaries, and I'm going to show you how it's done. So the kids get to be the recipients of parents' boundaries within the home that defines who they are and who they aren't. But it also reinforces to the child that this is what you need to be doing in your life as well. We try to teach kids how to say no. Well, you know the only way that they're going to learn to say the word no is when we say Hear no. Hear us say it. That's right. And they're not going to like it. But you know what? You do it anyway. I may not like it. That's right. <laughs> but because it's the you, best thing. That's right. You're preparing them for the days ahead. Yeah. Mark, I know John Townsend and Henry Cloud wrote the Boundaries book, which has become a, a bestseller, oh, of course. It's a great book. But great what's, book. What, what, what's the big deal with Boundaries? You know, here it is. I, I mean, I think that most people don't always get it. They think that people who need boundaries are those that, that just have their life kind of spinning out of control. Right. And, and it's not that. I think what boundaries do is give... It gives parameters for people to live within. And and for our kids, because we're to be training our kids in in such a way that they are learning things to take on to the next stage of life, you know, boundaries become really important. If they won't respect your boundaries, they won't develop theirs and they won't care about anybody else's boundaries. Yeah, they won't see how they're done and, That's and right. what the purpose of them That's is. That's right, and it becomes very important. And most people go, well, now my child will learn those boundaries. You learn boundaries by by touching a hot stove. You learn <laughs> boundaries by getting fired from a job, by being kicked out of a class, from getting uh, a ticket you know, for, for driving. There's always boundaries within those arenas. You get hurt in the process, and that's how you learn. What we're trying to do is say, this is how you can keep your child from experiencing experiencing pain in their life and get them to start setting some parameters for themselves. When your child leaves home at age 18, when he is more independent, he will start to set boundaries of his own. And if he doesn't have the ability to do that, he will fail. And if you look at what kids get into when they leave high school and go off to college or they go off to work or they get that freedom or that sense or experience that they get to have some freedom. They don't know where to stop. They think it's without boundaries. Yeah. And many of those kids fall over the ledge because they don't know how to say, wait a minute, I don't want this. Wait a minute. This is not me. Wait a minute. 
I don't want to be doing this, and I don't want you doing this to me. They don't know how to do that because it has never been modeled to them, and they've never had the experience, or they've never had anybody respect the boundaries that they've set in their life. Do we confuse rules with boundaries? I think so. Boundaries have more to do with your person, who you are and who you are not. Rules, consequences have more to do with the running of a home and how you engage within the home. But this has to do with me. You know, like I said earlier, if you want your child to learn to say no, you have to show them how to say no. If you want them to learn how to, how to operate in a positive and good way, then you need to show them how to operate in a positive and good way. I mean, if not, they're not going to learn it. They're going to learn by experience then. And, and they can learn some things from us during the time of adolescence that they don't have to learn when they leave home because they've already got it under their belt. And we may think it's all the big things that they're watching us for. It's really the little things they're most observing, right? It really is. You know, boundaries have to do with protecting who we are as individuals and what we choose to put up with as we interact with other people. And and they're a lot different, as you said, from the household rules. But I think a, a parent's boundaries that they set might include privacy, time, money, actions, emotions. And, and here's some examples yeah, of those I'd things. Like to hear some. And these are examples because you want your child to be saying these things. A parent may say, I don't want anyone in my bedroom. And you know what? This is one of my boundaries. I, I, for some reason, I don't want anybody in my bedroom. Even I, when the door is open? That's right. I don't care. I just, there's nothing in my bedroom that I have that I don't want anybody to see, <laughs> you know, or I'm a hiding from somebody, but I just have one of those things. It's a, and I go, that's not me. This I don't want that. This is my private that. space. That's right. And, and you know what? You're entitled to privacy. You're entitled to your own private space. And the child says, well, I don't understand that. I would look at my child and say, I don't really care. This is about <laughs> me. This is my boundary. You want your child to eventually say, I don't want you in my room. When they go off to college, wouldn't you love for your daughter to be able to say to somebody else, I don't want you in my room, Mm -hmm. and to know how to stand up for that? And somebody says, well, why? I don't know why. It's just me. And that's a great answer because any anything else that she says— It's part of who I am. It's part of my right. values. That's right. And so that's how you build values. Another one would be, I'd prefer you do your own laundry. I'm not going to do everything for you. And it's not that I'm, I'm selfish and I don't want to spend my time taking care of my kids. It may have more to do with I want you to learn and take care of yourself. I don't want to spend my money that way. Some kids will go off to college one day and not know how to spend money. Can you believe that? <laughs> I wonder why. It's because they haven't been taught how to do that. Mm-hmm. When a parent says, no, I'm not doing that, you know, you say that because you want your child to eventually get to a point and say this, no, I'm not going to do that. If they've never heard it, they will never, uh, they will never mimic that in another setting. This is where the example of mom and dad becomes so important. It's this. This is when I want to go to bed. I don't want to do that. I don't want you to emotionally throw up on me all the time. I'm not your punching bag. I'm not your guinea pig. You say that to your kids so that you have some definition as to who you are and who you are not. But I'm defining those things. I don't want you smoking in my car. It doesn't have to be a rule, even though it may be how you engage within your home. It has more to do, it's my car and I don't want somebody smoking it. Well, why don't you want somebody smoking in it? 
because I don't like it. Because it's my car and I don't <laughs> like it. It's, it's, that's where the definition comes. And so you define those things, not only protect yourself, but to teach your child how to set those same boundaries so that first couple of years that they're off the school, they know who they are, they can be defined by boundaries, and they can be protected by boundaries. Here's an email we received from a listener who says, our daughter has been continuing to ignore authority in our home despite counseling. She does not respect boundaries and demonstrates disregard for disciplinary action. We have enrolled her in cyber school due to problems with public school, but she skips class and meets with boys. What, <laughs> what even cyber school they can skip class? Yeah. So that that's yeah. a cyber skip, I yeah, guess. Here's, right? Here's a young lady that needs to learn about boundaries. She she's probably walking all over everybody else's. She doesn't care about anybody. No else. respect there. She yeah. She's selfish. There's she's disrespectful of other people. She's disrespectful of all efforts around her. She doesn't listen to authority. You know that's why they don't listen to authority. They've never learned the benefit of boundaries. They haven't seen those boundaries, and so now they're just saying, I don't have to listen to anybody else. That is what's happening with this young lady. And I go, what she needs is a is a almost a strict environment of structure that will teach her those boundaries. And look, kids come and live with us uh, all the time. I mean, there's always kids there. They come into the structure where there's boundaries. And, and within that structure, you know, what, these are things you can do. These are things you can't do. Can you imagine Heartlight Ministries without that structure and kids be, coming in? It would be total mayhem and <laughs> mutiny. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, but and, and, and kids will go, well, I don't like uh, stop signs. I don't like all those things. Well, you know what? I don't either. I hate stop signs. But you know what? I'd never vote them out. I don't like stoplights but I'd never vote them out. It's a way that that we learn to operate with each other. Boundaries are the same way. And I learn to respect because of the relationship I have with somebody. And I go, you know what? I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. But you know what? I'm going to follow it. And if that's what you say, that's what I'll do. All right. So parents need to set our own boundaries. Absolutely. Uh, I know you have a number of uh, practical things we can do. You know, you know, I think some of those are that is recognize that the teen has crossed the line. When you feel frustrated or put out, realize that, that maybe your child has violated one of your boundaries. It's like this. I have a granddaughter that's four and a half years old. She loves digging through my wife's purse. It's really <laughs> cute to watch her pull out the bills. She doesn't know what they are. And she's sitting there lining up credit cards and and she doesn't know what money is and all that other stuff. It's really cute at that age, but it's not so cute when they're like 15 years old and they're <laughs> digging through not, your purse, no. you know? So you set up a boundary. It's fun having a child walk in and be with you in the bathroom in the morning, a little kid. It's not when a 14 or 15-year-old is there. You, When you feel frustrated, that is a sign that perhaps there needs to be a boundary. And what that will teach your child is when you set a boundary, you will no longer be frustrated as well. If you're a parent of a teen, you know that today's teenagers live in a different world than the one you were raised in. That means your style of parenting needs to be very different too. Too many parents parent their teens with principles that come across as authoritarian or judgmental, and such styles just aren't effective anymore. There is a better way, one that helps parents and their teens thrive together in today's culture. In the nine-week video course, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, Mark Regston will give you a new vision of the sort of role they could play in the life of their teens and help them understand the world through the eyes of their children. This course comes with a facilitator's book, a copy of Mark's Tough Guys and Drama Queens book, 
and a participant's guide. There's even questions at the end of each lesson to help provoke discussion in case you want to go through the course with your friends, neighbors, or church group. You can order the Tough Guys and Drama Queens curriculum series by visiting ParentingTeenResources.com. Well, earlier we started this list of what we can do as parents to set boundaries for ourselves and in turn model them then to our yeah, teens for yeah. how they do it. And we just got started on that list a little earlier. Let's let's pick it up where well, we you left know, off. Yeah, I think the, the number one thing is when you feel frustrated in an area, that frustration may be a good feeling because something's not right. What you expect and what's actually happening is two different things. And it may mean that that may be an area that you need to set up some kind of boundary with. I mean, and, and, and let me reiterate, I mean, if you don't set boundaries, your child will be stuck in their selfishness hmm. and will always learn that I can just walk anywhere. I mean, I just got an email. This kid is truant from school, defiant to expectations at school, sneaks out at night, has become sexually active, will not respond to counseling, shuts down, wants to constantly be on the phone or Facebook. You think there are a lack of boundaries there? I go, every one of those is a lack of boundaries. I mean, the, the sexual activity is, is one that it involves somebody else that hasn't established boundaries as well. The point of it is, is that when people struggle, when kids struggle, it's usually that their selfish way of thinking isn't working anymore. So they either go to the extreme or they learn to say, okay, I'm done. And so the, that frustration that they feel will move them to establish a boundary. What I'm saying is, parents, when you feel that frustration early on, that may be the time to set a boundary. Help your child learn at that time. So as a parent, when we feel violated by our teen's, let's say, maybe inconsiderate attitude towards us, that should prompt us to be thinking about a boundary to set That's right. I mean, they're inconsiderate because they're allowed to be inconsiderate. I mean, or perhaps they they make comments because they're allowed to make comments. And it may be saying, hey, son, come here. Hey, sweetheart, come here for just a minute. Let me share something with you. When you say that, that tears me apart. When you say that, it makes me angry. It makes me feel these things. I'm going to ask that you not say those things. And that's between me and you Mm -hmm. as a child. It is not uh, some house rule. It is expressing to them something that makes me feel that way. Because what I want my child to learn is that when they get into a similar situation where they are being disrespected, somebody's being rude to them, trying to take advantage of them, or walking all over them, they can look at them and say, you know what? This makes me feel this way, Mm -hmm. and I'm asking you not to do that. I mean, you have to look that all you're doing is training a child, and if you don't set those things, then, then, then they're not learning. When a, when a young lady comes to me and says, hey, can we spend some time together because she wants to sit down and talk, or a young man comes up and says, hey, can we go out and do this activity? You know what? I need to say no sometimes, not because I don't want to do it, sure. because I want to teach him that perhaps you need to learn to say the word no without feeling guilty mm-hmm. about what you're saying. Is there a magic number here? I mean, do we have a hundred boundaries that we <laughs> no. sit down and, and no. outline for our teens? That's right. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, pick 10. Moms usually have a tendency to, to list like 150. 10 sounds like a manual yeah, number That's to me. right. You know, dads have the tendency to list one, like <laughs> leave me alone, you know? And so somewhere in between that, there may just be 10 of them that say, you know what? These are 10 boundaries that we're asking within our family you know, for our home or for me. That's it. That's all I'm asking. And what happens if the boundary is not adhered to? Well, you know, I think that's where it, then it moves into that rule. If you can't, if you can't respect somebody, you know, in their comments that they 
make to you, then then you have to set a rule. If they constantly violate it, then there needs to be a consequence for those things. Hopefully, because of the relationship, you'll engage in such a way that they will change or, or make a difference because of your relationship with them. And I tell people this all the time. Kids do not change because of the exercise of authority. They change because of a relationship. They may not want to, but they will because they love you and care for you. And they know that you love and care for them. So when you set a boundary and they know that you love and care for them, and perhaps that feeling is is reciprocated by them, they will listen to what you say. And you know what? I'm going to respect that. Mm. This is how they learn respect. I know we're dealing with teens here, but you have to treat them as young adults, right. don't you? Right, Absolutely. You know, I, I think that's part of the training process. When they turn 13 or 14 years of age, they need to get consequences for things. There needs to be appropriate consequences for breaking those boundaries. And 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 what we want them to do is, is to develop their own boundaries in their own life, too. So the encouragement is moving them from not only submitting to what I'm requiring, but moving to a point where they're developing those in their own life. And we're all going to be happier. There are going to be great benefits from this. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I think a lot of parents sit at home and they say, you know what? My child's walking all over me. I'm being taken advantage of at work. I feel like nobody respects me. Everybody walks on me. I mean, I think what happens is setting boundaries within a home provides a home that is one of rest and not one of turmoil. Kids today need a place to come home to where they can rest. And you know what? Parents need a place that they can come home to and rest. If there's turmoil and difficulty and strife and and inappropriate behavior, it is usually because the appropriate boundaries have not been established and kids have been allowed to move outside of those boundaries. And here's a, a good word picture here. You know, one of my jobs at Heartlight is to maintain the fences that go all around Heartlight that keep the horses in. But usually I find a break in the fence when the horses are already out. And we've got 25 horses, and they're running down the highway. That's not a good thing. (laughs) And so I tell parents all the time, inspect the fences. Always be in communication. Mm -hmm. Look at your home. What frustrates you? What do you want to see different? So that you don't have to go through the catastrophe of having those boundaries violated and 25 horses running down the highway before you realize, hey, we need to fix something here. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.